You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Tinokas, Shaviu Shtei Cyrus. So basically, uh, it doesn't say her age right here, right? It just says that she definitely has the two pubic hairs. So now, if she was married, and of course she could be married, and there's a special halacha. Let me explain this a little bit better. When it comes to Kedushan, uh, a young girl can be married off by her father, even before uh, she's she's 12. Um, she can marry herself off once she's 12. But Chalitza, or Yibam, um, well, Chalitza especially, there's a special din. She needs to be an adult. She needs to be uh, older than 12 or at least she needs to be uh, in, in what's considered a sexually mature state for chalitza to occur. So in other words, let's say she was married uh, as, a, as a child to Ruvain, and then Ruvain died, and she never had children with Ruvain. And then there's another brother, Shimon. In order for her to be disconnected from Shimon and go on with her life, she needs to reach a certain age for her to be able to do chalitza, to take Shimon's shoe off and to spit in front of him, which and to go through the process of chalitza. So if she has shtei syros, she's already able to do chalitza. And the Mishnah says she's chayim and all the mitzvahs, amuris patora. And a tinok, a child, a boy, that has shtei syros, chayim b'chol mitzvah amuris patora. Now, there's a special halacha where we need, uh, where the Torah indicates you need to be of a certain age, and that is the unfortunate halacha of ben soro mora. And because it says, ki ish ben, and from some of the extra verbiage there, we we extract the idea that the whole idea of a ben soro mora is only applicable from the time he's 13 to about 13 and a half. And that's when you have the din where if he goes through these terrible actions, uh, he can be put to death for being a, a zen soro mora. Now, what you see from this Mishnah is all the mitzvahs of the Torah seem to have to do with puberty. Now, um, and if and if you don't, if you're not in that situation, you can't be you can't be punished. It doesn't say thirteen in that Mishnah. It does not say thirteen. It says physical maturity. However, as the authors of Tzurba point out, that thirteen is crucial. But there is very little information in, in the Talmud that says, when you're 13, you're now an adult. It's one of the most essential things in Judaism in some ways, right? Everybody knows, today I am a man. However, there is, of course, the Mishnah Avos that does say 13, where it says, Ben Lemitzvos. So that seems to indicate Lemitzvos, meaning he's not Chayv and Mitzvos before then. Now, if it's true, you have these two Mishnayos. One could say, yes, sexual maturity is important, but it goes together with chronological age. So therefore, putting the two Mishnayos together, Nida and Perkeovos, you need both. Okay? Now let's take a look at uh, a Brisa from Masechtas Kedushan. The Brisa says that a nine-year-old who seems to be sexually mature, there seems to be some hair there, in the pubic area. We say it's shuma. We say it's some sort of growth that occurs. Right? If he's nine. 
if he's nine in one day, in other words, up until the age of nine, from nine in one day until 12, and v'odanbo, shuma. It doesn't count. Rabbi Yossi says, you know what? I think it might mean something. It might mean a simon. It might mean something. 13 in one day, everybody would say that it means something. So here we see clearly that from the Talmud, that it's got to be, according to Rabbi Yossi, you have to be 13 and a day, but you need the chronological age plus the physical maturity. Okay? In other words, um, if it's only the chronological age, he's not a godl yet. And that is what the Shulchan Aruch writes in Hilchas Tefillah when it comes to having 10 adults being part of the minion. The Shulchan Aruch says you have to have Beis Cyrus after he's 13 years old, the Yom Echad. So the Shulchan Aruch, taking the Gemara in Nida, the Pirkei Avos that we just learned, the Mishnah Pirkei Avos, and this, this Brisa that's mentioned, comes up with the halacha, this price it's in Kedushan Dafta Zion. From there, we have the halacha that in order to be Mitzvah to the minion, he has to be a sexually mature, we'll call that puberty, of 13 and a day. Uh, Mishmur points out that it doesn't have to be a whole day, just even the, even the beginning of the night, even a, a couple of minutes into the, his 13th birthday is enough. All right. So, The Pet Yosef actually clarifies this, if you take a look. He says that if he does not have the, uh, the, the proper sexual indicators, he can't be part of a minion. In fact, even if he's way past 13, because then we get into another aloha that maybe he might be just someone who is missing this sort of DNA, he's missing this sort of thing, he's sort of like an innate eunuch, and then we have to wait until he gets to be around 30 or something like that, or 35. So that is what the debate Yosef quotes the uh, most of the Rishonim holding. Now, um, right. Now, um, the Marik, that's Rabbi Yosef Kolon, he was uh, one of the last uh, great. Uh, postcom from Germany, Ricolon. Uh, he writes that you don't really need Shtay Cyrus. In other words, even if you discover by, I don't know, the boy went to the mikvah, whatever it is, the boy was taking his clothes off and you suddenly have Shtay Cyrus, it's okay as long as he's 13, according to some postcom. So the Marik says that. Well, he says a little bit different. Let's, let's read the word Marik itself. We're not sure if you know it or you don't know it. In other words, you suspect it and you just don't know it. Uh, and, and I think that's what it says, Lahatzrich Shtei Cyrus. In other words, the Marik is not like the Beis Yosef. The Marik, who the Beis Yosef knew about, but knew that he was in the minority, says, you don't have to know. You don't have to check. Okay, that's, that's the way the Marik is understood. Now, um, the Ramah, as you can see, basically adopts the Marik, as you can see. Ein medaktik in Basarot. We don't 
enforce or, 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 or impose uh, a bedika on a 13-year-old to see if he is indeed sexually mature. We use a chazaka, and we say he's probably all right. So this is called a, um, and it doesn't mean, as the uh, as the Turba people point out, really you should have it. But the point is, you assume that he probably has it. It's not like that only age is necessary. But you need both. But probably by this age, you can assume it has occurred already. This is called the Chazoka of Rova. Chazoka of Rova. Where do we find the Chazoka of Rova? That the age probably indicates that the sexual maturity has occurred. Um, and this is something which I want to explain, we use for rabbinical law. In other words, where the issues are only rabbinical in nature, we can go with the chazaka, that things are probably okay, even though we don't know for sure. So here's an example of rabbinical law. It's a little bit complicated, but those of you that are familiar probably have heard about this halacha in some way or form. We know that uh, there were women young girls, I'm sorry, whose fathers had died. When a father is dead, there's no way these little girls can get married. At one time, especially in, in eras of very great poverty, it was there was encouragement for young children, young girls to be married. I know it sounds strange. We didn't want them to become loose on the street. And those ages, the precocious age of 9, 10, 11, 12, we thought it was safer for them to be married. Now, with the father dead, how can they be married? So the rabbis instituted something called a Kedushim de Rabbanon that was usually affected by an older brother or a mother. And that was, however, it didn't work like a regular Kedush. In other words, if the father was alive, the woman, that little girl, that 8, 9, 10-year-old, was a complete Ashesi. She was a completely married woman. If uh, there was no father around, then that little girl, that 8, 9, 10-year-old, is a married woman rabbinically. Now, she can opt out of that marriage. She can dissolve that marriage if she comes to the Bezdin. She says, I don't want this guy anymore. But she can only do that until she reaches the age of 12. In other words, when she's 12 chronologically, we no longer allow her to get out of the marriage. And if the husband has had sex with her, consequently to that, then we say the marriage has been completed even on a Torah level and she will need a get from the Torah. Okay. So the Gemara says that let's say she's 12, but we haven't, we don't know if she's reached puberty. So what's the din? Do we say she stuck with this guy that, the, that, that she was rabbinically married to? Yes. But why? Because the chazaka, chazaka, she was probably too old. However, let's say chalitza, in the case of chalitza, we would want to check. That's what the Gemara says. Let's take a look. Meaning, once she's already 12, it's too late, she's stuck married with this guy. What we know when it comes to chalitza, we do. We say that the age is not enough. We need to know physically that the hair is there. What's the difference? So the Acharonim explained basically what I just said. That a chazaka, that she has achieved it, 
is only a suffix. So in terms of miyun, which is anyway, first of all, it's the Rabbanan. Secondly, it's a humra, meaning we're going to make her stay with this husband. We say she probably already uses 12 already, and it's too late for her to get out of the marriage. When it comes to chalitza, which is allowing her to be married to someone else on the street, we need to actually check. So therefore, it's only for rabbinic laws, because suffix the Rabbanan lahakel. And that's what the Mishra Burra says. The reason why the Ramos says you can be mekil on this chazaka is because having a minion is not midaraisa. Tfila is daraisa. A minion is not minatara. It's true, we do our makadashe Hashem, and we might be fulfilling an idea of kiddush Hashem in some ways, but there's no chiyuv to say these specific words with a minion. There's no specific chiyuv to do this dominion. And therefore, even though you have a kiyum, listen to what I'm saying, of kiddush v'nektashti b'soch b'nei Yisrael, when you have that minion, when you say the baruchu, and you say, and, and you say the kedusha, and the shmona esrei, which is b'tzibur, that, none of that is technically a chiyuv minatora. So therefore, we use the chazok and say, well, he's 13, he probably eshtay zairos, because rov, most people usually do. But for other things, things are different. Now, um, the Mishnah quotes the Prima Godim. And the Prima Godim, this is the type of uh, topic Rabbi Yosef Tumim, the author of Prima Godim, really loves because it's, it's really all over the place. It's really a wide, broad, uh, discussion about Rove and Chazaka. And the Prima Godim says the reason why we're so, the reason why for Chalitza, for example, we force the ladies to, to check this woman in order for the chalitza to work, this young girl, for chalitza to work. Another place, for example, making matzah, uh, writing a Sefer Torah, other things like that. There we would be more machmir and we'd have to be sure, uh, in terms of, in terms of being involved in baking the matzah and things like that. There you'd have to actually be, uh, we'd have to know. And the reason is, well, why don't you use rove? We use rove so many times. We, we use rove to kill people, right? Uh, uh, if a person hits his father, we say rove bilos acharabal. How do you know that's really his father? Right? Without a DNA test. But even before the age of DNA test, you used rove. So why don't you use rove even for dinim from the Torah? So, right? So the reason is, the Prima Godim says, is because there are, there is, a, there are a lot of chronologically uh, aged children that don't have pubic hair. So since it's called a miut, but it's a miut amotsui, so therefore we're machmer. Um, and that is the idea of, 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 of why we are machmer in certain cases. Now, um, so Lachora, yes. Go ahead. Uh, I have a question. I'm sorry for interrupting. About little girls, I think the issue is, let's say she's underage, right? And uh, she, I, 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 and I understand that the way they, the reason they do marriage is that the man she's married to, according to this arrangement, it has to support her. Maybe she can live at his house legally, right? So she would not be on the street. What if he were to, instead of all the going through all these complications, he would adopt her? An adoption would be a much easier um, yeah. arrangement. 
Okay, I would, well, I would think. Because marriage, <laughs> maybe in those years, it was, uh, that's how it was looked at. I, I don't know, but it, it looks a little bit strange. The whole, econ- I understand there's some economics involved, but why they worked out that way? That's my question. Okay, well, first of all, you have to understand, adoption is, we don't have adoption in the Torah. There, there are halachic, the halachic, halacha sanctions, and maybe we'll give a whole share about how adoption works. Uh, but adoption is an issue when a man takes a, a young girl who's already the age where sex is possible by her and now takes her into his house. There's a problem of yichud. This is a penuya, right? There's a problem, right? You can't just say, I'm your father now, right? Um, generally, uh, so the adoption would not be an option. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, I'm not trying to rhyme here, but it, it, it can't be because it'll actually create issues of yichud. What we can do, however, which is a rabbinic law, you can't be miyachid with a penuya. Um, what you can do is, now why is marriage better? Marriage is better, um, because the husband you're right, he might not be sexually active with her at, in the beginning, but he'll wait his time, and he'll have a, a young, a young, nice girl that already comes to see him. Now, is it a little bit weird that he's older than her, etc.? Yes, but there were many marriages, as if you know, uh, uh, way through the Middle Ages and beyond, even to the 19th and 20th century, where the age gaps were, were immense. And that was a very well, well-known thing, that young girls would be married to much older men. And um, so that was why the Rabbanan uh, developed this thing, which is called Kedushe Miyun. But they did have a way out. When the girl reached a certain maturity, although she's not exactly 12 yet, she was able to get out of the marriage and the rabbis would disconnect her from this man and, and try to find her somebody else to get married to. And then she was already more of an adult and she could get married on her own. But it was considered a safe thing. Again, the point we're making here is is that once she's reached 12, although nobody knows whether she has sexually mature or not, we assume she right. was, and therefore uh, it's too late to get out of that marriage. So that, I think, explains that, okay? So, yes, thank you. Okay, so now it turns out, Lachora, if you're a Sephardi, you should go like the Beit Yosef. And only have for your minion 13-year-olds that there seems to be a knowledge about them, that they are indeed young men who are sexually mature, who have, who have two uh, pubic hairs at least. And for the Ashkenazim, you might be able to get away with what? In other words, you have kids who are, obvi- who are younger and don't necessarily display themselves as obviously uh, uh, children with pubic hair. And so, therefore, that would be a big difference between uh, the Sephardim and the Ashkenazim. Um, however, the uh, one of the modern-day writers in Eretz Yisrael, the author of the Piskei Chuvis, um, I think is Rav Simcha Bunim Rabinovich, says, Af Sephardim Nogim came. Sephardim also. Um, in fact, he says, even if by some way, look at this, even if by some way they discover that he, this child doesn't have base Cyrus, they say he probably did have the He probably did have. 
which is what the Gemara says in Nida in a couple of places, that, we're, that we say, well, he probably had it, but they've fallen off. And therefore, we make him do mitzvahs like a godo. And even though we know that he doesn't have the two hairs right now, we treat him and we say he can be part of our minion and any rabbinical thing, however not Minat Torah. Now, that's a suffix whether he had the hair, even if we know he doesn't have the hair now. So we see here from the Rav Rabinovich that the minog today is to be mako completely, even among the Sephardim. Now, what about, and I can tell you, like my father, Olvisholem, he didn't know exactly when his birthday was. There are many people that were like that uh, uh, from the old generation in Europe. You know, for us, we think everybody knows exactly when their birthday is. They've all written down. Many people that were born, especially into great poverty, and if there were some issues about their birth, they weren't exactly sure. Like, you know, my father knew that he was born sometime in the summer, Thomas, but he didn't know exactly what date he was born in. So let's say you're not sure if the child is 13 or not. So, Lachora, we could say like this. You could be say, well, you might be 13. Maybe we could use you. First of all, remember what we saw yesterday. We have Rebbein Tom. If you're number nine, in other words, we're now taking these two halachas together. Let's say we know we weren't yesterday Rebbein Tom sheet, although the Reed disagreed, that you can use a, 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 a less than a 13-year-old to be number 10. And even if you want to say that we don't know Rebbein Tom, maybe he really is 13. So therefore, Svex Feka would allow you to use that child. Um, let's say another situation. You're not sure if he's 13 or not, but you know that he has the pubic hair. So then, of course, you could also use that uh, to be Mako and to allow, because you could say, I'm not sure if you're 13, but according to Rebbeinu Tom, we don't know if you even need to be 13. I'm sorry, even if you're not 13, even if you'd be a baby or much younger, we would let you be part of the minion. And even if we don't know Rebbeinu Tom, we're not sure if you're 13 or not, and you have the hair, so that would, again, be a reason why he, that person could definitely be number 10. Now, um, we don't hold that you should wait. Um, and it doesn't have to be exactly 24 hours either from the time that you were born. Um, okay. So that is the halachos of the child and exactly how that works, okay? I want to uh, talk about another issue, if you don't mind. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.